Hi again, it's Jill Geisler, and today let's talk about how to lead when you're not in charge. You know, I've had a chance to look at this issue up close as I've worked with organizations recently that are identifying emerging leaders, people who already have influence with their bosses and their peers, even though they're not managers, and the organization has been giving them a little extra training in case they want to become managers someday. What are these people doing differently? Well, let me tell you. Here are four things. Number one, they offer solutions and they've got skin in the game. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, some employees are really good at identifying problems and complaining about them to anyone who will listen. What they don't do is frame those problems constructively, take them to management, offer solutions, and offer to be a part of those solutions. They don't say, somebody oughta. They say, here's what I could do. Number two, they think strategically and they keep on learning. They don't just talk about or act on what's important to them, their agenda, and their team. They look at the big picture, the organization's goals. They connect what they're doing to strategy in the organization. Then they also keep on learning. They're continuous learners who understand the business climate and changes in whatever it is their organization produces or whom they serve. Number three, they share resources and information without being a doormat. Now, this is where I like to reference the work of Wharton's Adam Grant. He wrote a book called Give and Take, and he talks about people who are givers, people who automatically enter into a relationship thinking, how can I help you? Now, you can succeed as a giver, and many do, You think about others first instead of being a taker who thinks, what can I get from you? The trick, however, in being a giver is not to be so self-sacrificing that you give up your time, your organization, your resources to your own detriment. You give wisely and strategically, and then you're known as a leader. Here's another one. You shift your emotional intelligence into high gear. People who are known as leaders aren't the ones who panic or lose their control or act out when they're under stress. They're the calm in the storm. They're resilient. They bounce back from tough times. They're able to read situations well and communicate effectively to people. They're often empathetic, good listeners, or they work on those listening skills. And they don't cause conflict. But when there is inevitable conflict in organizations, they're the ones who help people work through it. I think that's important to say. You don't cause needless conflict. We all have to have tough conversations. But people who lead from where they are are tactful, and they find a way to be peacemakers, meeting goals, and keeping relationships. When I was in my newsroom and I led about 100 people, I like to say that my goal was to hire grown-ups of any age. They were low drama, low maintenance, but high on talent, integrity, and responsibility. Those are people who lead from where they are. I was blessed to work with a good number of them. Now, that may take a lot of work to lead from where you are, but it pays dividends too. By that I mean your ideas are more likely to get traction. You will be involved in less conflict. People will come to you when they want the right answers. And if you choose then to rise up in management from wherever you are, 
your chances are much more likely to achieve that goal. So please, lead from where you are and keep leading. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute. You can read a companion column to this podcast on pointer.org. And of course, check out my book, Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know.